Welcome to Breaking Bread. My name is Sabrina and I am the creator and the host. I am looking forward to having dinner with you. And that is the essence of what Breaking Bread is about. It is about the art of conversation, about the exchange that we can have, things that are breaking the internet, breaking culture, and in some cases, breaking society. I will be joined by five guests, all strangers. They don't know the topics, but what we are doing is creating the organic conversation. Now, it will be unfiltered. All views around the table are welcome. And so let me say, trigger warning, there may be some topics that we address, positions that people have that may be triggering for you. So viewer discretion is advised. Now with that, grab your food, your drink, and join us around the table as we break bread. Any responses to what you've heard? This is not about changing hearts and minds, by the way. So yeah, no, yeah. I, I think it's... more your, your response, if, if that's all. I think, no, I think absolutely. And, and you know, it, it, is, it is nuanced because, I mean, you know, Certainly, don't get me wrong. I'm not denying yeah, that in yeah. the majority of cases, I mean, um, you know, being of a minority, you're going to have a much tougher case. Mm -hmm. But so I would respond with, if it was Queasy Quateng or Suella Braverman, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. would my argument not have um, taken place? That they would have been in society still. It's a good challenge. Thoughts? Keith has 10 toes on where he stands. So, thoughts? Actually, Suella Braverman has really, really surprised me by her stances. So, really, I, I, I'm not sure I would take her as a credible example in this case, because actually... Uh, <laughs> not in terms of credibility, because we're not going to unpack Suella, but in terms yeah. of the idea, the, the, the challenge that Keith is, is giving in terms of where he stands. Does your position stay the same with the two examples that he's using? Because one could say he's not credible, right? So yeah. does your position stay, stay the same or does it change? Actually, it does change. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So in what way? I think it could be anybody in his uh, shoes. Mm -hmm. And really, probably in this case, and also actually having listened to... Uh, other people around this table, uh, you know, the, the source of information for us was the sun. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that totally um, brings into question the credibility of the whole thing. It's mm -hmm. more gossip than news, something newsworthy. Mm -hmm. And um, is it actually worth destroying our faith in, you know, BBC, you know, all of that, you know, based on something the sun said? And so, yeah, um, I think. So you, this, yeah, I'm, I'm, you yeah. Position change, okay. Laura, does your position stay the same? Or does it change that um, this is more about class than it is about race? Based on the two examples that uh, Keith just threw out. It's a good point. I mean, that's got me thinking, but. So are we saying, what well, if, he was a person of colour. Yes. Yeah, he was the equivalent, you know, part of the establishment, effectively. Um, mm, yeah. He's a good thinker. I mean, well, 
you said about where we heard it from, I tried to keep away from the media, so mm -hmm. I've heard it mostly from you. Mm -hmm. um, so, well, I'd love it if we had a world where we judged people on just their behaviour itself, you know, so obviously yeah. it's still the, it's still wrong, that it's, it still needs to be looked into, whatever he's done. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, mm. no, where do you stand? Position change, or you still stick mm. with your original position? I still stick with it, yeah. Okay, yeah. Elizabeth? I still don't think that um, race doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I'd, love to, I'd love for that to happen. Okay. Um, and citing Suella, or even Kwasi Kwarteng, I don't think they have. The thing with you is they had the standing where everyone, mm -hmm. despite, doesn't matter what colour, well, in the main, had that respect, yeah, that sort of standing. That, um, that, that's why I referenced Clive Murray, I think, because mm -hmm. I think he has a similar sort of thing, I would say, mm -hmm. over Suella or Kwasi Kwarteng. I mean, Kwasi Kwarteng almost tanked her, tanked her, you know, <laughs> Economy. So if he did yeah. anything, I don't think we'd do anything. You know, he'd definitely be thrown to the walls. You know, and as well, I, I think she has that sort of same sort of standing. So I don't yeah. know that her, the <laughs> fact that she is of colour or he is of colour necessarily equates to you. Mm. You know, but whereas mm. I think Kai perhaps maybe does, but it doesn't mean that people wouldn't necessarily support Kai. You know, in the end, say if it was him. Or even support you because I, you know, I'm still the jury's out, you know, because I haven't seen all the facts, you know. Um, but would that not matter? It would. I know it would. You know, look at footballers. Not the same, mm -hmm. but you know, you, a footballer is on whatever standing mm -hmm. there are. You know, they are amazing. Whether it's um, well, any one of them, Sterling, mm -hmm. you know, Saka, whatever, they have no chance to to not perform. And once they drop, everyone goes for them. Place your white counterpart in exactly the same position. That's what I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that is a really good point about the footballers. But having said that, and just to keep the, you know, the, the, the debate lively as it were, again, footballers aren't considered the establishment. The Telegraph and the Mail would look down at them generally, you know, athleticism. Black people are good at athleticism. That doesn't mean to say they're one of us kind of thing. Mm. So for me, the, the, the race issue is black people are much less likely to get to be part of the establishment. Yeah. Um, but once they are in that narrow uh, group. I think that, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's nuanced. I mean, I'm not... Uh, yeah, I mean, it is nuanced. Yeah. And I, I think if you're using Daily Mail as your barometer... Hey, it's Sabrina. Have you followed us yet? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Now's the time to do it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the sun. Yeah, that, person, <laughs> yeah. that person, the black Hugh Edwards, will stand a chance. Mm -hmm no matter what their standing is. But that's a different thing, isn't it? The court of social media and the legality, because... Legality it, is, yeah. is definitely, yeah. yeah. If we're talking legality, I think yeah. that's a very different argument. Yeah, definitely. But if we're talking about um, whether they would be afforded the same... Yeah, I, 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 I just, I'm not sure that they would. Yeah, I'd no, love I, to I, hope that they would. But so, I don't think they would. positions are understood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah.
no one's changing except for Ritu mm -hmm. <laughs> on, on that particular point. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about Hugh. Let's go now back to Glody. So from Glody's perspective, we said, yes, he was asked to go back to jail because he's black. Everyone said yes. So I want to, first of all, step into why yes, because we don't, I don't make assumptions at this table as to why you're saying yes. So I want to first step into why he was asked to go back to jail as a black man, first of all, and then I want to ask you some different questions about Glody's particular situation. Yep. So, uh, who's not chewing? Ritu. <laughs> so Ritu right, comes to you. The other people are enjoying their curry goat. <laughs> so Ritu, you said yes. He was asked to go back to jail because he's black. So why did you say yes? What was your thinking, the reason behind that? Well, uh, one of the things that came to my mind is why was this case looked at again? And so the clerical error, how did that even come about? Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know the facts. It could be that, you know, somebody was, you know, doing a review or, you know, it was And that wasn't clear because I was, when I was researching yeah. this, mm. I had the same question. Exactly. And that was, that's never come forth no. as to how it was even spotted in the first place. And was there a clerical error just in his case? And so what are the lessons learned? And should he actually... Uh, I mean, he's, he's done time for, for, you know, whatever the crime was. It was actually a highly publicized case as well, so everything was out in the papers. Mm -hmm. So chalking it down to clerical, a clerical error is quite, quite a big thing. Because we've all seen in the papers, you know, uh, or if, if you did, um, uh, you know, follow the case mm -hmm. in detail, uh, like you, Sabrina, you yeah. know, doesn't it make you question why now and why him? Yeah. And so uh, statistically speaking, not just in this country, but America and you know, other countries as well, it's more likely that black men and people of color are, you know, uh, uh, proven to have done a crime mm -hmm. than otherwise. And so, yeah. Laura? Well, for me, if I was, you know, in that situation of uh, being told to go back through the reports for some whatever reason, check it all through, there's an auditing, etc., whatever, and you come across this and realise maybe it does say that this person needs has been let out too early, whatever it is, I wouldn't immediately just go bring them back in like they're not a person there should be something in place that's like, well, let's call them in and see how they behave, you know. Um, if, you know, they turn, turn up, you know, they're, they're polite and they turn up on time and they explain themselves and you check out the situation with them and see that actually, I would say they don't deserve to go back to prison, you know, they, they've set themselves up well, then, you know, that should be case close, like, okay, well, we, you know, we've had this meeting with them and we've decided maybe we'll give them um, some sort of other scheme just to keep an eye on them or whatever. But it's the fact that it, they didn't look at this person as a person. It was just straight up, nope, back they come. You know, just looked at that information on the, on the screen sort of thing. That's how I imagined it. Okay. Elizabeth? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering if that was Hugh Edwards. Do you think he would go back? Mm. You know, if he was, because <laughs> that's who we're looking at. Probably mm -hmm. not. Mm. All right. Because uh, I was just thinking if he was, you know, subsequent. We are looking at colour here. Um, or race, you know, um, and if it was an equivalent by way of, let's say, background and everything else, he may or may not have been called back, you know, if the person was a white equivalent. But um, I know in, in law, generally, if there is a clerical error, if there's an error of some sort, that really does impact the case, you know, because so to so that in itself is a flag, really, yeah. in the sense that there's, there's been an error, and like you're saying, Instead of maybe finding some other solution, you know, because you've you, you've let him out, um, unless he was not a good behaviour and all the other bits mm. that comes with it, there is that. Um, but if the, everything, say everything else was was the same, and um, he's been let out too early or, or whatever, I I think that his that would certainly have, have played a part. I would imagine because it plays out all the time. You're just not. You're not afforded those. Those. Uh, you're not afforded those extra privileges, I guess. You know, and you. You're not. Um, you don't get access. You know, to them. Sadly, mm. it doesn't mean that all black people won't get access. It doesn't mean all white people do. Mm. But <coughs> we know it's things are systemic, racism-wise and otherwise, and. You would suspect that that's played a part because, I mean, to literally send someone back and admit that it's based on clerical error, that's quite remarkable, you know. And he's gone back. <laughs> yes, and by the way, he's now out, and I'll come back, come up, to, um, come back to that in just yeah. a second. Yeah. But he, he did did go go back without fuss or fight. Yeah, Keith, you had said yes. My decision, yes, was <clears throat> based on. You know, you said you wouldn't say whether it was the first one or the second one. So my yes was, um, you know, his first uh, conviction. Mm -hmm. But clearly, when he's been let out, I mean, there are plenty of ways, you know, he can still be under licence, but, mm. you know, there's absolutely no doubt that the, the prison system and the justice system in, in, in this country, uh, you know, is loaded against young black males. I mean, you know, the... The stats are there, right? So I'm sure if he'd have been, uh, you know, white middle class lad, he would have been allowed to stay out on licence. Clearly, his society is not benefiting because he's come out and he's actually contributing to society. So, mm. uh, so absolutely, I think in in that case, race definitely has um, uh, would have had a major part to play. Yeah. And you picked up on the, what, what I thought was really interesting about this case is because essentially he is doing what we say as a society we want people to do. Mm -hmm. You go in, you serve your time, you come out and you reform and he's an entrepreneur, he's running his own business, he's speaking to youth mm -hmm. um, against you know like knife crime and, and crime and drug dealing and hustling and mm -hmm. then we have the situation happen. There's one more thing I want to discuss uh, about Glody before we move on, which is the fact of the matter that he, he himself was vulnerable. Mm. And I think that doesn't get really discussed. Mm. Do you think that's because he's black, a black male? Because I, I remember I mentioned that he was groomed. Mm. So he's in this situation because he himself 
as a young man was groomed. He was approached when he was on the streets mm. uh, by someone who was part of the set. And from that, that's where he started his life of crime and therefore lent itself to the situation he found himself with those three other men also convicted for this particular crime. Mm. So do you think that as a society, we find it difficult to view young black men as vulnerable youth? Yes or no? That's my question. Do you think as a society, we find it difficult to view young black men as vulnerable youth? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. yes or no? Yes. Yes. Um, so if that is the case, how would you have suggested perhaps this situation be handled differently? So if we look at it from the lens of a vulnerable youth as opposed to a criminal convicted, um, so a vulnerable youth has been uh, groomed, clearly made mistakes, he serves his time, clerical error, this vulnerable person is now out, a business person. Initial thoughts, reflections of how you think from that lens, the situation could have been handled differently. So I'll start with you, Laura, on that one. Well, like I said about um, when they noticed this error, to bring him not to aggressively put, throw him in prison, but to have a safe conversation of like, um, we've noticed like you're supposed to have more time, but can we have a chat? How you're doing? Um, and then ba judged it on that. So the fact that he just wing willingly, his behaviour was really good. You know, he put he went there. I can imagine if they'd done that instead, he would have come and he would have been polite and cooperative. And so it should have been judged on that instead. So well, we can tell that he's done what the whole like you say the whole point of prison is. Um, so no, instead, what we will do is perhaps do like one of those, um, not mentorship, but like have some sort of support program in place for a few months just to check in on him and see how things are doing and that sort of thing. So yeah. yeah. Read too from your perspective. I think I agree with Laura that uh, I think the approach could have been more from sort of a um, place of care mm -hmm. and pastoral support and to basically, you know, from a well-being perspective, you know, how's this person doing? And then maybe broach it in that way, you know, with more sensitivity, uh, without embarrassing him, really. And, you know, I mean, this person's taken three steps forward, you know, in, in improving his life, uh, you know, having a more quote-unquote normal life, you know, fit in society. So don't take that away. And, uh, and, and yeah, sure, if there's a clerical error, apologize for it and say, we need to look a little bit more into your case. And at the same time, we want to make sure, you know, you're doing all right. Is there any support we can give you? So I think there could have been uh, very many and better, you know, ways of approaching him. It's me too. Me too. Okay. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. It's, it's, it's the curry. It's the curry yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think absolutely. And I think actually if you go fundamentally and look at the, the way that the prison service is set up uh, mm -hmm. and look at, um, you know, we're still in this Victorian bang them up, lock them up kind of thing. I mean... You know, if you want evidence and it doesn't work, just look at the states, right? You know, there, you know, they've got so many young black youths incarcerated and, 
and it's not that's that doesn't reduce crime the the way that you re reduce crime is take a much more holistic way at society's needs and you know so if you take that as an underlying basis then he's a typical example um, and you know again it comes to sort of almost go back to some of the points you were raising if you're a middle-class white person the press will say oh well he had mental health problems mm. bless him you know we'll forgive him but young black men don't get that uh, treatment right they no one says you know oh you know they'll they might cite it but in a completely different way mm. they'll say oh well you know black single mother blah 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 you know uh, you know mm. and create a whole different narrative yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I was, I was, you know, all you need to just look at, you just need to look at the, um, whether it's Boris Johnson or any of the other sort of those in in, in power who uh, get caught with all sorts of, you know, things that's technically a crime, mm -hmm. and yet somehow the most they do is apologise, unless it's really bad, and then they get yeah. to it, and then they're sent to the back benches, or they're removed, mm. or something like that. <laughs> but they're certainly not ending up in jail, mm. and then, if they do stay in jail, sort of sent back to jail because it's a clerical error. You know, so that's treated yeah. one way, and they're doing some, you know, some, one can argue, criminal offences, right? Um, uh, I think the thing uh, here um, is that... Um, the system is such that you ine will inevitably, like in this case, he, he's groomed. Not that it excuses what what he's done, also, because he has committed a crime, but it's 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 played a part in in, in, in being where he is, mm -hmm. and that has pl played out uh, certainly with a lot of uh, black, black men. Um, but what is ha what isn't considered, and I know by the time you get to court, it's very much legal. Have you done it? Yes or no? Mm -hmm. What are the tests? And that's that, and then you're in. There is an element potentially of bias when it comes to the sentencing and things like that, in case that comes into equation. Mm. Um, but, you know, what, what is, um, what they haven't really thought about is the fact that you've got this youth that has been groomed, he's found his own system, he's created a crime, he's come out the other side, so he's, he's committed a crime, he's come out the other side, he's actually been released and found something, you know. So this is a this is a this is a positive mm -hmm. after all of that, you know. So somehow he's got a I guess a good thing, despite everything that he's done and everything. So, and then you turn around and send him back instead of using that to help yeah. others. So they don't really kind of look at that. Sometimes they don't look at um, they don't look past that bias. You know, so unforgiving. You know, really, I find, and you see that time and time again. When you see people who have committed a crime, then you see their background as to why they've done it. Not the why, but what's informed them. They have to go to to jail or get, you know, punished because well, they have committed a crime. Partly because they've been let down by the system and caught up in it. Mm. They go to prison, they serve the time, and they're still not allowed that chance. Mm. You know, which could potentially be their freedom. And that's the thing, I think, in his case, which is sad, I think, yeah. It is, and it's a conversation that we can continue to have, I think, probably for the next couple of hours. Mm. I was because going to say years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a couple of hours and years, um, because when it comes to justice 
ethics, reform, Thank you so much. recidivism, um, all the various things that we are discussing, what happens to an individual when they are released to no fault of their own, they come out to your all of your points, to your last point, Elizabeth, around what he's doing, what we say we want people to do. Absolutely. He started his business. Uh, he is flourishing within that business. It's not like he was out two weeks, months we're talking about. So he's gotten into a particular routine and he's now being asked to, to go back. And so what does that mean for us? What does that mean for our society when that happens, particularly to, to a young black male in this, in this case? Thank you for breaking bread with us. It was a pleasure to have you as my virtual dinner guest. Breaking Bread is available where all digital streaming platforms are available. You, you can are. also subscribe on YouTube desktop, and don't forget to follow, device, turn on your notifications, and looking forward and to the next time we break bread together. Food for the hungry mind. Gather round for some healthy conversation and a great spread. You heard what they said? We're here to break bread. Fill up your glasses fast and take it to your heads. Then fill your belly with some hearty laughter that can wake the dead. Can see from the golden brain of Sabrina Clark. She had a vision, it was lit, and then we've seen the spark. And feeding minds became a fixture. Now we're bringing back the art of conversation. Let me paint a